Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Sonny. I am your host. I am here, of course, with my co-host, Sky Scout. How are you doing today, bud? Ah, uh, very good, very good. Sky Scout is pretty solid. Uh, you could go, you could actually, you could go down that line a little ways too. I I won't I won't I'm not going to take away any card options for you because I did some I did a little bit of scanning. Uh, Sky, I didn't consider Sky Scout. That's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about doing Harpy's brother, but that's exactly the card yeah. I was thinking of. It doesn't have quite the same like ring, right? It doesn't. It doesn't have the yeah. same ring in this context. But it, I almost did it. It's, I that was I was thinking Harpy's brother, so I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, yeah, <laughs> you doing all right? This is gonna be. Uh, I I know that the uh, I, <laughs> this bit could go for a long time. There's a lot of cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh we're just getting started trust me speaking of just getting started uh we've got some sponsors <laughs> well i was i asked how you were doing and you just never responded uh, so i was well, trying to like give okay. you a window to like say i'm having a good day but that oh yeah sponsors so uh <laughs> listen i can't I, uh i am good i uh uh this weekend I'm I'm moving uh, I'm moving my grandparents so we're uh, hauling down with the family to uh, to do a road trip all the way down to southern Alberta and then uh, haul some stuff and then uh, is it is it pronounced Calgary or Calgary or Ca- Calgary, Calgary. I, I've heard it Calgary anybody, Calgary anybody who says Calgary is insane uh, <laughs> I've never heard it pronounced Calgary until talking to you then uh everybody but me is insane uh 
Yeah, just never talked to that what, many Canadians, you, I guess. That's what, that's on me. Why don't you read off the sponsorships? And I the will sponsors, yeah. Up, I'm yeah. going to go look up the entomology of uh, Calgary. <laughs> this is going to be my second entomology discussion today, and it's it's exhausting. <laughs> all right, so, of course, a huge thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors. So thank you, of course, to Steel Fox Games as well as ETB Games. And, of course, we want to thank all of our uh, affiliate link sponsors. So, of course, thank you to TCG Player as well as Dragon Shield. Click those before you shop, and we get a little bit of a help back for us uh and of course if you check out gem accessories we have a discount code for 10 percent off your purchase and of course be sure to check out grimoire accessories as well as my camera froze what's going on camera oh what's going on good question what you doing what's happening oh the, well, i went to oh. pick it up to go fix it and i just okay we're getting there hold on we're getting there okay okay so Sorry about that. That's on me. I'll All right. So, of course, a huge thank you to Gem Accessories. Use their affiliate link for 10% off your order there. Uh, be sure to check out Grimoire Accessories. We have an affiliate link with a discount code for 5% off Top Cut 5 at checkout. And, of course, be sure to check out uh, Tier Zero Games. They do have pre-sales going up. Some pre-sales just went up. Some pre-sales are about to go up, I think think age of overlord pre-sales are about to go up they might even go up like the day this the day this episode comes out so that's definitely worth checking out be sure to be on the lookout we usually i have tweet notifications for tier zero games on because they tweet out whenever they have something come up so and usually when they do that tweet i retweet it so if you have your notifications on for the podcast you should know when those pre-sales are coming out because they have the best pre-sale prices out there probably anyway uh and of course thank you to all our wonderful patrons for their continued support so uh let's start out actually let's kind of jump back to grimoire accessories but because we do have actual product from them in now so we can kind of give a bit of a review on that absolutely uh they... after we found out if it's calgary or calgary yeah i was going to say i'll, I'll jump in so i have bad news for you <laughs> and that it appears to be a debate uh, I have pulled up uh, oh, no. a Canada news article. So I will say probably the correct answer to this question is actually Calgary. Um, not not uh, So there's three ways that people say it. It's Calgary, Calgary, or Calgary, which is what I always call it as Calgary. But um, I'll be honest, the first and second one sounded the same to me. So it's Calgary or Calgary. Green oh, Calgary. That's yeah. what I always... That's how, Calgary yeah. is how I always said it. Yeah, yeah. So apparently the correct answer according to like half of the people in Calgary is Calgary. Um, so, but apparently like the mm. other half or the other two, uh, apparently Calgary like me is if you're are farther away. So if you are like anywhere else in Canada, you'd call it Calgary, but Calgarians call it Calgary or Calgary. So probably mm. if you want with the local source, Calgary is the correct, uh, is the correct pronunciation. So Calgary, huh? I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take, I'll take a half point on the Skyhawk disinformation counter because i'll also take a half point we'll share the half point there <laughs> sounds good there's actually three ways to pronounce it so we each get a third of a point actually, anyway yeah, so yeah. anyway matt so yeah let's talk about the grimoire tcg matt i know we're already like deep into this intro and the podcast hasn't started yet but i'll be honest the podcast content itself is kind of a little this is i think, I think today, this so. can be part of the content i think it's good to talk i about agree the, but the product um 
<clears throat> so Grimar was was nice enough to send uh, us a mat. Uh, I ended up being the recipient. Uh, I think we decided that Sunny gets a lot of the Dragon Shield stuff, so this one would go to me. Uh, <laughs> I think that was the plan. Yeah. Um, but uh, so speaking of, be sure to check out our Twitter for a Dragon Shield giveaway. Ooh, spicy. Um, the uh, so they were nice enough enough to send us a mat uh, to Canada, and uh, the the owner of Grimar also was nice enough to cover the import fees. Uh, as a Canadian, uh, they reached out uh, of their own accord to reimburse us for those, so that was very cool. Um, so, and they have fixed that on their website, so there shouldn't be any more import fees if you're Canadian looking hey, to order from their site. Also, no, no more so. uh, nonsense for Canadian U.S. shipping. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, um, there was there was a there was like an option on the website that needed to be turned on, but this was their first shipment to Canada, I think. So it was like just something that had to be fixed I'm, on their I'm, end, listen, and it should be fixed now. I'm uh, I'm happy to be the first. We're we're testing things out. Um, so they've got lots of cool stuff on their website. Uh, right now it's, it's mats, deck boxes, and, uh, dice. But, uh, what I got is they, they offered us, uh, a choice of, of color between a few different options. And, uh, I decided on moss. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big green enjoyer. Uh, Sonny's also wearing a green shirt right now. So we're, we're clearly, we're, we're also a big green enjoyer. So this is the first design of their moss play mat. Uh, it is really beautiful. Uh, it's like, especially like, look, the, I love the mushrooms in the corner. I love the detail on the branches. The sword and the skull is really nice. You got the leaves coming through vines coming across the bottom. Uh, I got the book there and then I'll pull out the whole thing unfolded. Got that super cool moon design across the middle. And then it's such a nice design. Repeats the design. It's really, really beautiful. I remember you were talking about the, the owner was saying that the goal behind their designs was to have something for Yu-Gi-Oh, but not like a Yu-Gi-Oh design, like just a, a general design. Right. Uh, I'll get close here. Materials-wise, uh, it's very soft. Um, it's super, super nice. It's not uh, it's not super pronounced, so it's not like it's like super cushy, like over the top. It's very, very flat, but it's still got a really nice feel to it. Um, I'll maybe film like a short video and post it to the Discord later. Of uh, It's very good to move cards around. Uh, single sleeve double sleeve uh any anything like that uh, it's very good to fold as like a two-player thing uh honestly um for like 55 dollars like i would personally i would give this like a solid nine out of ten this is a really nice playmat uh, i will definitely be using it the next time i'm at locals because i'm i have been for the longest time a rubber mat guy um just because that's what i had and uh, I've only just recently picked up a cloth. So thank you very much to Grimoire for sending this to us. It is like really beautiful. I love the colors. <laughs> it is, uh, it, yeah, it's awesome. So that's, thank you, Grimoire. So of course, uh, always happy to have that. Uh, I am particularly enthused. Uh, I think that legitimately talking with Grimoire, I think they are a well-run company and I think that your customer service here will be very excellent. And I'm going to be honest, I'm just, I'm really proud to call them a sponsor of the podcast. And I'm pretty excited to uh, see what they do in this space moving forward because the product is insane. That's cool stuff. And I think the community response, uh, I'm not going to say, uh, I think the community response has been warm and very good i think they sold out on their first play mats in like 72 hours or less 
on their first ever playmat drop, which kind of came out the blue. So big, big stuff. Super duper happy to be working with them and super excited to see where their company goes. So Yeah, and if you want uh, cool pictures of the deck box in action, uh, the design on that is really sick. It's on the website, but uh, Crook on Twitter, uh, if you scroll down some of their media posts, actually has a couple of like posts on like on like a playmat in oh, the yeah, field. Nice. Uh, they're beautiful pictures if you want to go see. But yeah, super glad For to sure. have them on board. All right, so we do actually have some actual content to discuss today. So I think the first thing that we should talk about is some stuff about the rarity collection. What do you think? I am absolutely on board. Are you taking this one away? I can, yeah. <laughs> so we do. <laughs> I was. I couldn't tell if you were guiding me. <laughs> well, you chuckled after I said something, and it just made me laugh. And I still am getting over some allergies, so when you made me laugh, it made me cough. I'll, I'll do my best to not be funny for the remainder of the episode. <laughs> That's right. We don't need comedy here. We're a news podcast. We don't do comedy. We 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 stone face read the news. True. I want this to be like Walter Cronkite in the 1960s. Like, uh, yes, and today the Rarity Collection event was announced today at participating OTS stores. <laughs> yeah, which it was. Uh, I can't believe so, you can just bust per- that out on a whim. That's amazing. What? You you can't do like a cool, calm, and collected stone-faced newscaster? Uh, mine tend to be like, like-, like shuffling your papers like... Uh, yes, in today's news, we, of course, have the Rarity Collection OTS event that will be happening in November. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't See, have an actual date I, on it. I, I, I grew up watching way too much anime, so my, my version of that is less common collected and more very over the top. Hello, citizens of oh. Domino City. In today's news, <laughs> uh, coming this November, obtain two new card technologies with the 25th anniversary Rarity Collection. That's what I got. I love that. I do <laughs> like that, though. Listen, uh, we got two two sides of the same coin. Anyway, let's let's talk about. I can be I can be over the top and aggressive. I, you've probably I'm, you've seen the market watch videos. I mean, they are way higher energy. I, that's it's true. just that it's late. Well, speaking of energy, uh, <clears throat> the playmat that's been revealed has got a lot of energy. <laughs> it's definitely got some. <clears throat> um dominating energy that's for sure uh sadly it is not a grimoire cloth playmat it is a rubber playmat but it's still very nice it's got the golden lord alt art and this is how we're getting the extended alt art of golden lord which yep. is cool um never thought i'd see golden lord sitting in front of a beautiful sunset wearing heels but yeah. Here we are. In uh, on like a- now, this is legitimately like an amazing playmat design, and it also all but confirms that we're getting the alternate arts of the cards in this rarity collection. Those same ones that were in the OCG, which I believe is IP Mascarena, Golden Lord, and Unicorn. Uh, I think so. I actually don't know <laughs> that IP is in here. I believe Unicorn is for sure. Uh, I'd have to double check the set list. Yeah. Um, so I think that you're right, actually. The astute among you may notice that we have seen the full art of this before. Uh, at the World Championships, there was, and I believe there was another event, uh, there was uh, an art exhibit where they showed off the full arts of, I believe it was Eldritch the Golden Lord, the alternate art, and there was another artwork. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but we have seen this full art before there, so to see it on a playmat is cool. Importantly, if, if there was any doubt about the contents of this set, 
being exactly the same as the OCG one, I think this has laid those doubts to rest. Not only do we have confirmation Agreed. of like a bunch of other cards, but now it's confirmed that we're getting the alternate arts. Um, I, presumably, the alternate arts were on, will only be available in the ultimate rare and the collector's rare. Uh, that's how it was in the OCG, but I would not put it past right. Konami to make like maybe a very small change. But to be honest with you, the fact that they have not deviated at all makes me think it's probably just going to be the same set minus Maxi. I'm cool with, to be honest that, with you. Sure, yep. <laughs> if we if we get all the good stuff that's in there, I'll, I'll, you got it. There's a couple of changes I would make. Specifically, I would really like to see... Uh, is, is Appaloosa in here? I do not believe Appaloosa is in the set. I would really like to see Appaloosa, Access Code Talker... And thrust, but thrust will never make it in. But I, I would really like to have seen access code talker and Apollosa here. It, if reprinting thrust here would have been an incredibly based move um, beyond the. the it's technically of... not too late. I mean, it's possible, but they'd have. To, I would also have, have loved to have seen Kurikara here. This would be this would have been a good place for Kurikara. Um, I'm checking the list. Yeah, I don't see Apollosa here. So, no not only is Apollosa not here, you got me saying it now, it's Apollosa, but whatever. Um, neither art, not the regular or the alt art, is here. Hmm. Yeah, I I think this would have been a really wonderful place. So both Nightmare Griffin arts are here. IP Mascarena is not here. Celine is here, which is cool. Is that Celine? Uh, it is Celine, yeah. I'm trying to find the OCG set list. Because when I went to... I'm UB, looking at the OCG. I'm program. looking at it now. OCG. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely cards that are cool, but, like, could definitely have been cut from this list. Like, Fairytale Luna is cool, but you could have cut that and made that Kurikara, right? Yeah. Like Inspector Border doesn't need to be more accessible yeah do we need to reprint that could have been thrust uh, do we really need a reprint of uh vision hero ferris in uh in the rarity collection you know i'm more fine with vision hero ferris than i am with magician salvation and magicalized fusion or uh, how about uh blue eyes abyss dragon <laughs> actually to be fair i'm more fine with blue eyes abyss dragon to be honest with you than i am with Let's see. Uh, all the floodgates. Summon limit is here. <laughs> Every single summon limit. Yeah. Summon limit. D barrier. Harpy's feather storm. Why are these cards in here? Ice barrier. Why is ice barrier here? Uh, that's a great question. Ice barrier is there probably uh, because there's upcoming ice barrier support. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if uh, they snuck it in there. Just yeah, to, but like, this was this is a upgrade. year ago. That's true. Uh, I don't know. That card would have done better in an OTS pack. I mean, they still would have complained about it because it's a useless card. I will say, anyway. there are people who will criticize the inclusion of Fossil Dig, and I would just like to say that they are haters. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say it. I thought it, but I didn't say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, there are probably better better decisions to be made. Um, yeah, why is Summon Limit? Like I said, I think Thrust, Curry, Kara, IP, Apollosa, and Access Code Talker all... Yeah. Oh. Not being like I, I understand Thrust not being here, but it's also sad. Yeah, uh, you know, Tri Brigade Revolt is here. 
So if you want to get some... They could have put Primitive Planet Paralino in here, and they still can, actually. Well, I mean, they probably can't now. <laughs> they, they, but, they well, no, I'm saying the set list is not announced yet. The That's like true. This is a speculative stat set list. This was the OCG set list. And it could be really similar here, but they could make changes here and there to more accommodate the TCG markets, which would make sense. And you can do that by, for example, Primitive Planet Paralino would have been a great printing right here. Like an amazing reprint for car for a deck that's now like a meta it's it's always been a meta relevant strategy since its release but now that card doesn't have a reprint and it's it's like coming back into meta relevance now that arise heart's gone right so i think that would have been a better pick uh, that would be a great pick over something like ice barrier or magician salvation that's just me I though see it i think it is cool that there are a couple of like archetypal cards that get to sneak in here sure i just, I just think i would have picked different ones <laughs> like, uh... that's what i'm saying i i would have pricked paralino right um so or so, pearl yeah. rhino if you're wrong but whatever that's rarity collection um one other yeah next let's talk about yeah let's talk about the rarities in the set in the set in oh, agov true in agov in the set well to be fair it is kind of the set um so, so that's what they keep saying i i disagree but we've got um it's not honestly that great as confirmation so we have a spanish ots poster for uh agent yeah. overlord um one issue is that uh you can't really zoom into it very well so it's kind of low quality from what we can discern reasonably they've revealed three of the quarter century secret rares it's the big uh 2500 dragon dingus um sp little knight and uh the dia bell star uh the main uh spellcaster lady um, so those three yeah. are here as presumably quarter century secret rares. The issue with this is that for the um, for the Diabell Star, it's easy to tell because of the way that it's listed that it's a quarter century. You can't exactly mm -hmm. tell for SP or the Dragon, and even the rarities of the other three are like hard to tell. It looks like the new um, uh, Zark Fusion Pendulum is an Ultra. And it looks like the trap card that they're advertising is a super. But we can't tell what the first what the sarcophagus is. And we can't really tell what the other three are. So I would say the sarcophagus is an ultra, but I've been wrong before. Uh, it's a little bit hard to see like the text. Yeah, it, it is. So it is hard to see for sure. We have like Uh, yeah, it's really hard to tell. It seems like most people are thinking that they're listed as quarter century secret rares. So we still don't know the rarity of SP Little Knight. Uh, here's a question for you, actually. We can talk about this. Um, how much do you think SP Little Knight is going to be based on like what rarity it ends up at? Like versus secret or ultra? Okay. So I think if SP Little Knight is an ultra, it will sit around $40 pretty consistently. Uh, my basis for this is that while it is a very good Yu-Gi-Oh card, there's no denying that it is a very good Yu-Gi-Oh card. I 
don't know that it's better than IP, especially when, upon IP's release. And before a reprint, IP sat pretty steadily around $40. I also think it's a little bit less waifu-y than IP, as much as I hate to say that. But it's maybe... I don't know. I, I think around $40 if it's an ultra rare. If it's a secret rare. I think it starts out around $30 to $40. Like, on real... Like, pre-sale, like, 100 and then on release, it'll drop down to like 30. And then after, like after pre-sales and after, like pre-sales will be 100. And then right after pre-sales, right at the set release, like day of, it'll be like 30. People are going to jump all over and buy it out at 30. And it's, then it jumps up to like 80-ish. So it's around 70 for a while. And then about march of next year it sees like a ton of meta play in some weird deck and then it jumps up to like 120 and the thing is is that this is the last set of the year for reprints in the mega tens so you know you have to understand that like these cards don't even have a full year before we get a reprint out of them which is kind of rare right we only get like one set a year like that so it's one of those things where the prices are going to be high until people realize like oh these these cards are gonna get reprinted like fast you know prosperity took a year and a half to get a reprint this is gonna take 10 months right. 11 months um so i feel like the prices of these cards are not gonna maybe not be quite as aggressive just because the reprint timeline is so much shorter for these that is definitely <clears throat> true um i think as crazy as that sounds i don't think it's that crazy i think you can if you want like a quick example of something that has is going to have a longer reprint cycle probably uh i think you can compare it somewhat to chaos angel uh if it ends up at a secret slot it's a one of extra deck card in most decks that yes a fair number of decks want to be playing but is not like super urgent but it's at the secret slot so it's harder to get so that means it's right set and like chaos with chaos angels like what 60 dollars right now yeah my maple money brain i'm thinking like 80 um <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's fluctuated anywhere from between forty and, and eighty, uh, US. It seems like at the high end when it was seeing a lot more play, it was up there. SP sure. is significantly more generic and accessible than Chaos Angel is. So I think just on that alone, more people will want their copy of it. So I think I think your low end estimate is on the low side. Like if Revolution Synchron, which is a card that people would play for <clears> me, <throat> was peaking at like. 60 which is 60. significantly down now because people aren't playing it everybody will always be playing sp little knight so long as it's legal so i think it probably i think the floor is a little bit higher for it but if it's an ultra i think you're exactly right like i i completely agree with you if it's an top ultra, out of 40 it, it is very yeah. rare that an ultra goes above that price like the only one that i can think of in recent memory has been ding Girsu, and that was a long time ago um what's the most expensive ultra air you remember how like how expensive did ding get ding was like 50 to 60 at one point uh so there's there's one ultra rare card that was three dollars and it was eight and then it was 20 oh and then it was uh, 65 idp yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so ice dragon's prison was 65 dollars for yeah. some reason that's so that's it was a good card, but like I don't know if it was sixty five dollars good. Yeah, that's there. I can't remember. <clears throat> um, there's probably a couple of examples that I'm missing of ultras that have gotten that expensive, but it's very rare. 
Now, it is possible for cards at lower rarities to get way more expensive than they should be, um, especially when every deck has to play them. And one great example of this is Bestial Magnemut. Uh, at its peak, that card was yeah, like thirty dollars super. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think it peaked at like twenty twenty two. Sorry, in I'm the thinking, US. I'm thinking Maple Money. My apologies. To, yeah, you're you're on vast, Funny Money. Yeah, that's my, right. My yeah. apologies to the vast majority of our users <laughs> of our listeners. <laughs> um, hey, Canada's our second largest market. Hey, I'll take it. Uh, entirely my uh, <clears throat> and not to do with the TCG market in general. Um, <laughs> Uh, so there is precedent for stuff like ballooning way outside of what it should be, but SP is a card that people, everybody wants, but not, and not everybody is playing three of like the best deals were. So, right. There's another thing that is going to affect the price of SP to a shocking degree. If SP is a, if SP is a, ultra rare with a quarter century secret rare also mm, that's true it tops out like 25 maybe 30 that's i guess it technically could get as high as 40 but i really think 30 is kind of more where it settles even for a meta relevant staple because of having an alternate higher rarity mm. secret rare though i think the secret rare tops out around 65 if it has yeah. the 25th, the quarter century, which I think it will have the quarter century, but I just understand that, that changes the math a lot. I have no idea how they could not give it a quarter century. That would be like an unbelievable. Oh, I mean, they're gonna, but. That would be like an unbelievable move. <laughs> that was like, uh, I'm trying to think of the last card that didn't get one that I was like, I can't believe you would miss this. Well, they're doing 25 a set, so yeah. it's hard for cards not to get it at this point. It's really hard to miss. I mean, if, if Lars can get one, then, then surely SP can get one. Well, it's kind of outrageous, the pricing. Have you, like, looked at pricing on Quarter Century Secret Rares? At, shockingly, a lot of them are actually not that expensive, if you look at, like, what they are. Some of them are, at, like, really cheap. I was looking at... Um, actually just pulled one out of uh, remote regional pricing. I was looking at um, quarter centuries of Tokusanu Shinkyojin and they're like $30, maybe 40. There's Yeah, there's so $30 of, American. There's a lot of good cards sitting in that. In Evolzar Lars is $27. 27 USD. Yeah, it's gone down quite a bit. I paid, I think, 50 Canadian for mine. So I, I, I even jumped the gun a little bit. I thought for sure it wouldn't go lower than that. Um, but a lot of them have yeah. just dropped, with the exception of um, King Yama has gone up. Oh, King Yama's gone up? I don't know since. It, uh, the last time I checked, it had gone up, but um, let's do uh, Duelist next. What time. was it, and where did it go? I, I, have it, I have it pulled up right now. What, what, where was it at, and where was the last time you saw it? Uh, I could not tell you, to be honest. I, I, I remember I was looking at Quarter Century Secret Rares not too long ago. And it was like the only one that had gone up from where it was was like King Yama, and then like a couple weeks after release, the uh, the Chimera jumped in price quite a bit. But I have no idea where they are now, to be honest with you. I'm looking at it, looking at it now. Wait, how do you, how do you spell that? How do I spell which? King Yama. King Yama. Oh, so yeah. it's not actually. Sorry, I I keep calling it by the OCG name. The TCG name is Unchained Soul Lord of Yama. Oh yeah, they're like 120. Yep, and they they actually have gone down. American. I saw them last. So like the top 
the top end of the quarter century secret rares is the bond and unity but that card doesn't count um the like the crimson dragon is so it's rev synchron crimson dragon is like 115 rev synchron is like 116 uh the uh the the lord of yama is like 120 118 the chimera is under 100 um and then it drops off quite a bit visa samaritara is sitting at 67 um and then so there, we've seen all we've seen a lot of quarter centuries so far what do you think is like the most expensive quarter centuries out of all the ones that have been released this year it's 57 released um it's probably ip right ip is technically the highest as far as listing but it's actually the second highest in uh, um market is the highest zeus yeah highest is zeus in market price but in listings it's actually ip okay because my i think because it feels uh not maze of memories that was uh uh monsters revenge monsters revenge the battles of legend set yeah i figured some of those might yeah and then it's like yeah so uh zeus is being listed as low as like 155 ip is like 170 IP is 170. That's way lower than I remember. I think a bunch of them have tanked because of the rarity collection. <laughs> they, they've all tanked. It's wild. Uh, Bestial Lubellion is 170. And then you have Magicians of Bonds and Unity at 137. And then you have Sky Striker Immobilize and Gauge at 105. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean... I, I don't think anybody expected them to drop that low. Like, fr- the, so like the cheapest quarter century in Dune is the Tistina stuff. And they've actually gone up a little bit because people are like they're this cheap there's no way like if they yeah. get support those are going to be really good but i mean i don't know what <laughs> they could give this deck to make it playable <laughs> yeah one that so the look- cheapest star the cheapest 25ths are like the god cards and blue eyes dark magician red eyes because there are promos yeah but past that like con like teller knight tolemaeus is like 19 bucks uh, was it x tox hydra is yeah. 21 21 dollars yeah that's um, this is insane. One that I would, uh, one that I would be keeping an eye on if I were all of you, is a uh, fusion armament. So, the fusion armament is sitting right now at around like thirty dollars, I think. Um, yeah. It reads like bad. Um, I can't remember what the card is called for the life of me. I think it's fusion duplication. Um, so it feels like it's not great, right? But you'll notice that it has flame mm-hmm. swordsman on the art. And the new memory set that we got has is confirmed to have some amount of flame swordsman support. So I would. That's a uh, great point. So I would keep an eye on that card if I were you. Uh, if I was to say there is one quarter century secret rare that I feel is just really undervalued and could go up a ton, uh, there's a few archetypal ones like. Boxy tune, I think, is really undervalued mm-hmm. uh, at forty dollars. But uh, I love Danger Nessie at forty-two dollars and Dante Traveler of the Abyss at forty-five. But I really like Tri Edge Master at thirty dollars. I, I picked up a Tri Edge Master uh, partially because I was. Doing... I think Tri Edge Master is a great like pickup. That card I think has a lot of potential. Yep. Any any sort of like random synchro combo deck. What is weird is that Triage Master gets replaced in Monadium by the new level six synchro in Age of Overlord. I think we're all forgetting that that's coming. Um, 
That is true. But, yeah. But like, yeah. it's but it's a really good card. In the but they serve so their own purpose. Well. It's I I do think that they serve their own individual purpose. Like it could be like a toolbox option. Triad just way better going second. Uh, I think another one to watch. Uh, I, I, you'll laugh at me because it's dinosaurs, but Lars. Um, Lars is a generic rank six. Uh, That's it's, true. It's a, it's that a, is it's true. It's a hot red on legs. And um, no, Lars is a great pick. People are, are talking about playing an Evolve engine and stuff. It was in Jesse Cotton's most recent video talking about Age of Overlord. Um, and yeah. if you play the, the Evolve engine, if you see it as your normal summon, it's just free Lars. Uh, it's free Lars and a trap card. So you can even hold Lars if you want to do it later. So um, yeah, it's something to consider. Uh, but I would also say uh, I would not go willy nilly buying a whole bunch of quarter century secret rares. Uh, I would say if it's something you think you might use in the future, you might as well go in on the quarter centuries because they will hold value. Um, I think they're definitely yes. at their bottom out point, but I th I'd say only pick them up if you think you're going to use them because there's no point in getting the OGs if you can get the quarter centuries for cheap. That's true. Uh, there was something I wanted to say and I don't remember what it was. Oh, well, that's fine. We probably need to move on anyway. That's so. true. Um, uh, next oh, if you are going to buy, though, be sure to use our TCG player affiliate. Uh, link. That was what I was going to say. True. Yeah. You make a good point. All right. True. Yeah. True. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about we have a new piece of support from Phantom Nightmare. I think is what it's, the set's called. Yes. Phantom Nightmare. Uh, yeah. Phantom Nightmare. Phantom Nightmare, the Ubel set. So uh, we have a new card. It's just one card out of Phantom Nightmare. We have most of like the archetype stuff already, but... This is Phantasmal Summoning Beast. Level 7 Dark Fiend Effect Monster. Zero attack, zero defense. You can only use the first and second effect of, of this card's name each once per turn. 1. You can tribute this card. Add 1. Uriah, Lord of Searing Flames, Lon, Lord of Striking Thunder, or Raviel, Lord of Phantasms from your deck or graveyard to your hand. Then you can special summon 1. Level 10 Pyro, Thunder, or Fiend Monster, whose attack equals its own defense from your hand, ignoring its summoning conditions, but it cannot attack directly this turn. 2. You can banish this card from graveyard. Add 1. Dimension Fusion Destruction from your deck to your hand. This card's crazy. It's really. They should have just put this in the Uriah and uh, the Uriah and Raviel uh, structure decks. It is very funny. Or was it Slifer and Obelisk? Uh, no, it was the it was the Sacred Beast structure deck. Um, okay, yeah. So, a couple of interesting bits about this. Um, first off, they they listed it out as uh, Fiend, Pyro, and Thunder Monster. Uh, you may know on the uh, cards that came out in the Sacred Beast structure deck and in all the old support, they all tried to name the individual monsters. Um, that's a lot of card text, so they appear to have given up on that and instead just say it has to be stuff that equals your own defense. Importantly, they also did this because this card does technically support the Ubel deck. Um, Ubel, the Ubel monsters are level 10 uh, fiends. Specifically, level 10 fiend, yeah. That are 0-0, zero, zero, so this can also go get uh, <laughs> summon Ubel from hand after adding a Sacred Beast, if you really want to do that. Right. Um, <laughs> there's probably a couple of other very strange targets you can summon with this. Um, it's not going to make Sacred Beast playable, but it's really good. It's like your best starter. It turbos out all the big guys, uh, and it also gets you access to Armatile if you want it. So It's good. It's yeah. not it's not like gonna do anything, but it's a great, it's a very well-designed piece of support. I absolutely agree. So um, there are very few uh, level 10 monsters that fit that category. So uh, DD's Savant Galilee 
is a level 10 fiend. When are so that's ever... interesting. We're not we're not really doing savant Kepler stuff anymore. So maybe, Well, this is but... savant Galilei, but I don't know. I don't know the the lines in that deck, but there's other options. You have a darkness neosphere. <laughs> oh, no, it cannot be special summoned except by that. Hold on. Uh, no, uh, this, this earthbound ignores, immortal kapaka apu. Uh, this ignores summoning conditions. Oh, oh, it does. Never mind. Darkness neosphere is a is an option. Uh, earthbound immortal uh, Apu, the giant. Oh, He's an option. Yeah. Uh, go DDD Divine Zero King Rage. <laughs> That's an option. Options, I guess. It's crazy. Infernoid Ununku is just a thing you can do. Now, obviously, Raviel. One one important bit about this is that even even if you have these targets, right, you still have to play an Araya, a Haman, or a Raviel, and then you have to summon the thing from your hand that you've already drawn. Yes, but the fact that you can do it is very funny. True. It's it's actually kind of insane. Uh, the Wicked Dreadroot. So if you wanted to have the attack of all monsters on the field, it's an option. Hmm. So. Interesting. I, the Wicked that's Dreadroot the Fiends. Is one of the coolest cards. Like artwork wise. I, I love Thunders that. is exactly Haman. There is no other Thunder option. Cool. <laughs> Uh, what was the other one? Pyro? Uh, Pyro. I don't even know if there is one in Pyro. There's one other one. Thestalos the Shadowfire Monarch. It's not out yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, unless you're playing DDD or Sacred so. Beast uh, or Yubel, I guess. <laughs> That's probably this, unironically, could be a really cool, like, supplemental engine in DDD as, like, a combo starter. It's a it's a two card combo, I guess. But yeah, you could. You definitely is could it a it. two card combo? Well, I guess you have to have, you have to the card in hand. Thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everything that's in like... DDD is two card combos anyway. What do we care? That's true. Actually, you're not wrong about that. Uh, all right. Well, one other like offhand piece of news. Um, this weekend, yeah. so tomorrow, I guess. Uh, if you play Duel Links, uh, Master Duel, or Speed Duel. There is a remote duel main event. Uh, if you honestly, if you play speed duel, I would highly advise you go enter it because um, there aren't as many official speed duel events, and the prizing for the speed duel event is nuts. Um, if you get like anywhere from first to fourth, you get speed duel prize cards. Um, there's not going to be that many people that enter this event, um, and some of the side event prizing for it's really good too. Master duel. If you want the uh, Shadal um, construct, uh, El Shadal construct master duel mat, you can go play in that event. Or if you want the Exodia one. Oh, wow. Which I have. Um, you can go get Do you that. have that? I have the Exodia one. I'll show you this. Uh, this was the thing that I won from the raffle. For the people. Uh, I have. Oh, you know what? I do remember that. Yeah. Is that two player? Uh, no, it's actually not even like a play mat. It's like a desk mat. Because like... What would you give a playmat to people who are playing Master Duel, right? You'd give them a desk mat for like their keyboard or for their mouse, or like a monitor stand or something. Bro, that's the what, dude? I like. At least make it mouse pad cool. size. Like it's not big enough 
to put a keyboard on, but it's also no, way big. too big to, um, to be big a mouse pad. It's big enough to put a keyboard on. You can put a keyboard and monitor on that easy. Is it? It didn't look like it in the picture. But... It definitely is. Or in the video. Um, the okay. other, um, and then uh, for Duel Links, you can get like a coin. <laughs> so I don't know about Duel Links. But Rush Just Duel, speed Duel. Rush Duel is now officially out on Duel Links. Um, if you, True. So if you're interested in playing Rush Duel, um, definitely do that instead of buying the Switch game. Um, you get, uh, for logging in, you get 10 free packs of the Rush Duel set and you get like a free Rush Duel UR. They're giving away a bunch of nonsense. Um, so they really want people to go in and play Rush Duel. So if you're interested in the format, uh, that's where to do it is Duel Links. Um, and if you're like me and you have like Duel Links like open sometimes and you have a bunch of gems saved up, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally do not ever play Duel Links. I, I downloaded it on my phone, realized like just how gotcha the game is and i was like i can't do this bro like it's not real Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I cannot be bothered to put like time money and effort into this and like learning this whole format learning how to work the app it's just too much yeah. bro and it's, it's like uh, some level of grinding to get individual skills um so yeah and then things are and then things like certain cards are locked behind certain sets that are available at certain times and not always or if they're always available then like you know you have to pay yeah. real money to open the pack and get this card you, i don't know dude it's yeah. too much there's like they have they've resolved <clears throat> the problem of the old sets thing a bit by like bit cutting their prices in half but it still always feels really bad to go into them um yeah and like some stuff are locked behind like events until they come out a lot, lot later it is easily the worst monetization scheme of any of the the ways to play the card game including the tcg which yeah. sounds ridiculous but it's true um it, it really is and it sucks because frankly uh, a lot of the time the best format to be playing is duel links <laughs> there have been many many times over the last three years where duel links is by far the most fun format to be playing in and it's just locked behind like an insane paywall for anybody who isn't like me who shows up and only like picks anything up when there's something that helps dinosaur play. Um, if you right. are somebody keeping up with the meta, it is an unbelievable amount of money and time investment and it's not worth it. But if you start with rush duel and you get all this free stuff that they're giving you, uh, it's could be reasonable that you keep up with the format. So that's the thing. There is a world where you can actually, play the game completely free to play 100% free to play you just have to go into it knowing exactly what things to do to play meta on a free to play account now you can't constantly swap decks you kind of have to commit to a deck and play that deck yep. but uh, like our editor Justin he has played the snot out of uh, speed duel or uh, duel links and he's very into the meta but he's 100% free to play and it's, he's not like crazy grindy. He hits yeah. cog every season, but it's more about knowing how to properly utilize and effectively utilize the resources that you have. Yeah. And uh, right now in Duel Links, actually, uh, if you are just like downloading the app to try Rush Duels and you want a deck that is going to do you well on the Duel Links ladder, but uh, is not super expensive. Um, a mini box just came out and you actually get 10 free packs of this mini box for logging in with the rush duel celebration mm -hmm. um has 10 ye. it's just the whole 10 ye. yeah um mm -hmm. and, and which i've heard is crazy it's 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 probably one of the top three decks in the format 
uh, and the main deck yeah. only has three URs, and it's your playset of Ashuna, and the rest of the deck is rare or lower. Um, yeah. So, it, unbelievably cheap to play. Uh, we'll get you King of Games in however long it takes you to play it out, but uh, it's really good and very cheap, so... That's the that's my my quick little dual links primer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But well, we do have an actual main discussion to be had here. And we've only got about 15 minutes to discuss it. Uh 13, but it's something worth talking about, I do believe, which is um thrust is really kind of warping the meta, isn't it? Yeah, so this this stemmed from a discussion that popped up in our Discord, uh, and I, yeah. I saw it and I thought it would be interesting to talk about. Um, Thrust is is I mean obviously it even just it existing kind of warps deck building, but it's it does. also warping. It's warping what is good to play, right? Um, yes. So I think I think objectively. So the best examples of this are Unchained and Fluwanderies. Um, mm -hmm. Thrust elevates both of their game plans immensely. And it is like... Mo so if I was to look at something like uh, Rise of the Duelist format, where Forbidden Droplet and Triple Tactics talent were very expensive, and there were optimizations um, that you could make, and you were at a disadvantage if you weren't playing them. But it was like... 90% to 100%, maybe 95 to 100%. It wasn't like it wasn't going to end your run at an event most of the time, right? I think there are even times around that format, like right after Rise of the Duelist, when you get into Phantom Rage, where you can really look at something like in the Tri Brigade deck. A lot of people actually preferred to play Chalice over Droplet. Because it was direct one-for-one -one answers without actually, you know, other commitments. Yeah, and there were there were times like when when um, Virtual World was doing VFD Droplet uh, wasn't as great because they just changed Uche. So if you don't have a trap to send, right. Droplet isn't very effective. But um, right, the uh, but in in this case, there is no substitute for what Thrust does, uh, which is has not been like there's not a budget alternative to what Thrust is. Um, the, so in Unchained, Thrust is a huge advantage because through Interruption, you can go set your trap cards and then you can extend that way by destroying them. Or if like something gets interrupted in the graveyard, like your, um, uh, your Sharvara gets like, uh, Skull Meistered or hit with Call by the Grave, you can go get your trap so that you have it. Uh, or you can go get Engine because it gets you Abominations Prison and it gets you any number of board breakers. In Fluwanderies, that deck won a YCS on the back of Thrust. Thrust is, I think Fluwanderies is arguably the best Thrust deck because not only do you have access to Terraforming to go get Map, which is a consistency piece that the deck needs, um, you can go get yeah. normal spells if you're playing something like Jack in Hand. You have many normal trap cards you can set, whether it's Dreaming Town if your M-Pen gets impermed or the Harpy's Featherstorm to just auto-win the game if you get hand-trapped at any point. Um, and then post side, you get your board breakers that you need to let your flow under stuff resolve. So it gets you every piece of your engine in the form of map. It gets you every piece of your back row disruption, and it gets you any board breaker in the game. And there's nothing that does all three of those things at any level of consistency. So, yeah, being able to search out functionally any card in your deck, because when you think about it, it doesn't just search monsters, right? 
if I'm in Sky Striker, it also searches Ray and Rose because it searches Rhoda. Yeah. Or even Hornet drones. Or not Hornet drones, uh, Engage. Which gets Hornet drones. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> if you're playing, you know, even Sword Soul, right? You go get Vessel for the Dragon Cycle and it, okay, cool. You have your 10 Yi engine online. In a game where there's so much optimization, you almost every deck has these consistency spell cards that you just turbo through to go search through your deck and get to your engine. But the only high consistency deck that hasn't had that lately is Tri Brigade because it was 10 key, which is continuous. Even then, you go get Revolt like if you need to. Like you can literally go get engine consistency this card not only provides board breaking this card not only provides you know, i'm gonna go get talents and you know steal something or draw two cards this card provides follow through on turn zero for engine this card is insane yeah the other piece to it too is like it 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 searches even other stuff with like insane consistency right so with influanderies i gave the example of terraforming where uh, it searches any field spell in the game if you're willing to play terraforming. Uh, yes, so it is. Noble can it go does. get their library, which is insane. Um, it also searches any normal trap in the game because of trap trick. So if you don't want to, like, I mean, that is true. You can also just go set the normal trap, right? <laughs> which is fair, but like maybe you like you drew one, you can go get a different one. Um, actually, there's no. If we're being honest, this card is there. trap tricks with more steps. Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, there's no point in get. I don't know why I was thinking trap trick. I got brain fogged by the MBT Twitter thread. Somebody posted trap trick as a meme, <laughs> um, but uh, it's just wholly unnecessary to even do that. You can just go get the trap card. Um, it technically yeah. it searches any monster in the game because you can use this to go get small world. Uh, so this card searches any field spell, searches any monster, and it searches any normal trap. <laughs> 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 you know else it searches uh -huh. floodgates yeah because yes. uh, guess what it searches d barrier it searches eradicator yeah think about that uh, it doesn't search continuous ones but like it's ridiculous we could start to see people go get stuff like different dimension ground uh we've already seen it see yeah. tons of play to go get um karma cannon uh which will happen less because cash sure. is gone but that's still a thing um the other thing that when does, you have a card that's a staple like this like you can you can look at prosperity and say prosperity is great but it might not be quite as good in say a control deck or it might not be quite as good because you know you'd rather do other things right or which i guess is good there but whatever you know you might say it's not quite as good in a full-scale combo deck because you don't want to banish your combo pieces out of the extra deck for a deck that should already have high consistency. It might not be good in a mid-range deck because you want more room for hand traps and you're already so consistent, whatever. Like, you can find reasons to not play Prosperity, you know? And same thing with Talents, right? Triple Tactics Talents, you can find reasons to not play it in the deck. You can find reasons to not play any number of high-power consistent like Droplet. Droplet's format-dependent, right? But every style and form of deck just about can justify playing this the only one that can't is like maybe pendulum and even then some most pendulum decks i feel like would still play it the ones that wouldn't play it are when it's just like 40 pendulum monster pile you know yeah like, like 
every deck runs spells and traps like and on top, you're gonna play this card on top of all of these things that we have just listed about how ridiculous thrust is this card lets you play a 25 card side deck if you are playing thrust in your main deck or your side deck instead of playing so you see a lot of people side decks now with like a bunch of insane one-ofs like you'll see change of heart harpy's feather duster um evenly matched sure. at like one and a bunch of other cards uh, herald of the abyss for one your karma cannon your dimensional barrier. sure so instead of having to play play sets of all of those cards to see them you can play three thrust one of each of those cards and you are now playing four copies of all of those cards so your side deck just went from having to be like how do i fit all this stuff into oh i just play one of all the normal spells and traps that i can i go get them with thrust when i need them and then i save like the other nine slots for my three f hand traps that i want and then you can have six individual board breakers that you can flex into with thrust so you expand your side deck space so your thrust lets you cheat the deck builds uh, limitations of the game it lets you cheat the consistency of the game <laughs> uh and it also is like a and it's also an oh crap button right when you're like oh, i got hand trapped in yeah. oblivion i'll go set my d barrier and then i get to play next turn so yep. the question i think that there's a world yeah you go well yeah i think there's a world actually where you play cross out in the side for going second or for going first you play cross out in the side for going first that way you can set it on turn zero and when your opponent tries to thrust or tries to thrust you you can cross out thrust it's getting it's because of the card's prevalence it's starting to get to that point where i think we might have to start considering stuff like cross out yeah um, the other anyway yeah the so the the question the, i mean that's that's part one of the discussion is thrust is broken it's i think we can pretty definitively say that it is the best card in the game right now now unfortunately yes yes unfortunately is the caveat so now um i'm not going to read your exact words uh, because i don't think we're allowed to on the podcast but you raised uh, yeah no i got i got kind of aggressive yeah. no but but you raised a, a a very good point and i didn't even really think about it this way Sunny essentially said, okay, so I guess there's no point in playing Yu-Gi-Oh! right now if you don't want to pay for a playset of Thrust. And it's a question to think about, right? If you're going to Locals, I would say you should just not buy it at all. Like, And, and frankly, if, if you can at all help it, I would not buy it at all. It's unbelievably expensive, and while it's a boost to many decks' game plans... Uh, it, it's not worth it. I need later. to go delete. I, I need to go delete part of that message actually because it's a little too aggressive. That's fair. Um, the point is, uh, we we talk about like how like absolutely ridiculous thrust is and how it elevates like any deck that can play it, and uh, and not almost any deck can play it. But if you're if what you're doing is going to locals and competing at your locals, it is not worth buying a place after this card, and and you shouldn't stop playing Yu-Gi-Oh because. Um, this card is out of reach. But if you are going to a YCS, if you're going to a large or maybe like a really, really big regional, and your goal is to try to top, you probably have to play Thrust. Like, you can look at the deck lists for Cancun. You can look at the deck lists for, um, uh, for Vancouver. <clears throat> like, almost all of them are on Thrust. So... You can do it without it. Like, you can talk about okay. YCS without it, but it's really hard. A lot of this stemmed from a discussion of can you play Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively on a Tier 1 competitive level under 
And the very sad, very unfortunate truth and reality of the matter is not really. As terrible as that sounds, like, yeah. is it possible to build a tier one deck under $200? Yes, absolutely. It's like, can you build that meta threat deck that that's a good, actually good deck under $200? Yes. The issue is it'll never be optimal <laughs> because you need thrust to play optimally, which is again, unfortunate, but it's simply the truth. At this point, I'm aware that Konami is going to want to reprint the card and capitalize on a reprint, just like I'm sure they wanted to do with Arise Heart, but didn't get the chance. This card needs to go for the health of the game. We got it it has become a mandatory staple in all decks. Simple, sim similar to... Uh, it's the reason that we don't have Pot of Greed legal. Because you would just play it in everything. There's no deck that would not play Pot of Greed. And I understand that if everybody can play it, then it's not that big of a deal. We just all play 38 cards. But the issue with Thrust specifically is that it doesn't get you two random cards. It gets you one of any card in your deck in the case of most decks. It gets you non-engine and engine. It gets you side deck cards. It gets the blowouts it gets the board breakers it gets the cards that get you back into the game it can break boards against combo decks by searching dark ruler no more it can break boards against control decks by searching harpy's feather duster or lightning storm it can you know help you break a board that's mid-rangey by going for triple tactics talents it can be follow-up it can be anything and that's the danger of this card it is simply too powerful because it is simply too the word i want to use is diverse flexible. but diverse is not the word flexible. flexible that's exactly right it's too flexible that's an issue yep. and that's why i think this card needs to be banned not just because it's a hundred dollars and mandatory to play in the format it's too ubiquitous yep i uh we and it's interesting we ended last episode in 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 disagreement uh this episode i wholeheartedly agree with you uh we, we have to ban thrust uh i i hate you could emergency ban it and they, that would be very happy i hate that this it's a card, problem uh, like prosperity is already it warps deck issue. building prosperity is already an issue for digging for cards this card says you don't have to dig yeah. for them there's no like random chance involved it's even like right triple tactics talent on its face is a ridiculous card and i think there's a pretty reasonable yeah. argument to have it banned it is infinitely easier to play around triple tactics talent than it is to play around thrust. Thrust is just if you activate yes. a monster effect at any time during during the turn. Yes. Is whenever, right? Specifically with something like uh, TTT, you can use your effects in different times. You can build the board around it. It's very difficult to build the board around thrust without like significantly reducing the power of your board, right? So yeah, I agree. It's got to we got to get rid of it. I think that the argument in 
So this all started on the event thing because it was brought up in this Discord server because we talked last episode a lot about whether or not events should go up in price. And then it was like, well, from events, it's like, yeah, but like people already spend so much money on deck building and on travel. Yeah. And I, that's when I said you could build a deck for under $200 as competitive. And so the reason I'm circling back to that is to say, I didn't consider the impact that thrust has on the meta at the moment because it's not thrust is not just negatively impacting game scripts because it is, but it's also negatively impacting player perception of the format. I'll be honest. There are still your diehards that want to play Yu-Gi-Oh! There are still the people that are just never going to stop. But all of my locals have died. Because this game is not fun to play right now. It's not interactive. We have issue cards like Dimensional Barrier. Like Eradicator. Like Featherstorm. Like D-Shifter. Like... Like Rust. Like three Prosperity. Even Talents. I understand this is a game with inevitable power creep. That's fine. But if we can spend the first 10 years of the game banning powerful blowout staples, I don't see why we can't attack these powerful blowout staples now. We have cards in the game like Gozen, Rivalry, and Tikaboo. We have cards in the game like Summon Limit. We have cards in the game that are just no fun. They suck. They make every game that they enter miserable. And you say, well, yeah, but we want to appeal to the control players. We want to make the control players happy. We want to have those trap cards and those floodgates and slow games down. That's not what Yu-Gi-Oh! is. That's not what you've made Yu-Gi-Oh! Embrace what you made it, which is fast and fun. Right now, Yu-Gi-Oh! should be the most fun it's ever been. But it can't be. Because of the existence of all these cards that we all hate. Yu-Gi-Oh! should be enjoyable for everyone. Not just the 3% that want to play Control. Go look at your deck lists that people submit to your YCSs. I bet for 2,000 deck lists you have maybe 150 Control players. And the rest are all playing mid-range and combo. Because guess what? Doing more stuff in your turn is more fun. Now, hand traps are fine. Ash is fine. Imperm's fine. These cards provide unique one-on-one player-player interaction in a way where it rewards skillful play. That's fine. These cards don't reward skillful play. They're just blowouts, and nobody likes them. Get them out of here. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of this. Okay, a, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean for that to turn uh, into a rant, but you cannot play Yu-Gi-Oh! under $200 that because of a, these cards. That was, a, uh, that was a Shakespearean soliloquy for the ages. Um, <laughs> I think I It think, was a true sunny memento. There's there's a lot in there that I agree with. I will say, at, at, a, at a minimum, we got a ban thrust. <laughs> we can't do this anymore. Speaking of we can't do this anymore, uh, <laughs> you got some patron names I do. I know we're over. I just, I'm sorry to keep going, but I, I can't. I'm in, I'm in my zone yeah, now. I, speak your truth, King. 
it is really hard. Two years ago, I was so excited about going to locals. My locals are an hour away in any direction I go at best. So it was exciting for me to go to these locals every weekend or every other weekend and case tournaments and regionals on the other on the off weekends. I was traveling for Yu-Gi-Oh! like two to three weekends a month. Almost every other weekend. I, I believe I, I'm probably on record on the podcast as being like, hey man. Even at the beginning of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Even at the beginning of this year. And now... I haven't been to an event since Nationals. Except for the one case tournament that I hosted. Why? Because the scene is dying. Go look at how many regionals we had, you know, this time last year versus this time this year. The regional numbers got cut. We don't have as many regionals. The regionals aren't capping because the game's not fun. I'm just... I Attendance is down at a local level. Yes, your YCS diehards are still going to YCSs. That's awesome. I'm happy that that level of the game is succeeding. But at a local level, people are not having fun with these floodgates well, and stuff. So I'm just... If I'm, like, if I'm being real with you, I think I've maybe been to locals once in the last, like, three months. Like, it's... It, yeah. Like I'd, and it's... To be fair, for both of us, it's a longer drive. For me, I think it's about... It's between half an hour, 45 minutes for me to, to drive out to a locals, depending on what day. And uh, it's tough for me to, to devote time on it for the weekend. I will say, I actually, yeah. I actually, I have maybe the opposite opinion about the format. I think this format is very fun. If you are playing Thrust, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's why. But that's what I said that's a minute ago. It's like it's this should be the most fun yes. format we've had in ages with Unchained, and you know, Castira is gone. Like. Like, there should be a lot of enjoyment in the current yeah, format, but there's just not. It's the crappy blowouts and the crappy auto wins that are preventing the game from being as fun as it should be. But that's, yeah. that's the point. And Thrust lets you go get them. Yep. They were already bad. Thrust makes them miserable. Yep. So, okay. On, uh, on, that's on... why Thrust needs to be banned. Okay, let's talk about patrons. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no. I got on my soapbox. I, say, I do that every now and then. No, I'm sorry. No, no. I will say... Uh, I think I think it is worth getting on the soapbox for that. I think uh, I think that's something that a lot of people on the competitive side of things need to hear. Yeah, uh, I will also like I'm publicly acknowledging. Uh, yeah, you got me. I was wrong. It's format dependent, but right now you cannot build a competitive deck that's going to take you all the way at a tier one event for under two hundred dollars because you need the rest. So, all right, well. Of course, a huge thank you to all of our wonderful patrons for their continued support of the podcast. So, thank you to Bring Red Reboot Back to 3, Kane Martin, Zyphers, Big Stinky Blows, his best copium, Ding Dongs, hostess of the Yang Zing. Give me that Harussi, Yami. <laughs> I hate that. I love that, but I hate that. That Harussi. Oh, I was. Oh! Okay. Wow. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yep. That's an all-timer. That's so... That's an all-timer. It's the, the timing nice. of this. You just went on like a 20-minute rant about the state of the game. And just to turn around and be like, now to thank our pump, thank our, our patrons, Rossi. <laughs> Give me that Rossi. 
Gold Secrets coming back when? Konami, HGH, Cyber. I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. John Lil, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pistol Place Pendulums, Shisala on my Mangrate till I redacted. Silver Hope, Tuco Salamangrate. I don't get that one. I don't get it. Ooh. Okay, I don't know. Understanding reading are two different things. Oh. Virtually Savior's World. As anyone read Toy Vendor, it's kind of like reading Miss Cars, Aaron Garner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashlish, Chaps, Atsuyo, Simple This Over, Castle, Blackwing, Sober in the Ascent is the best floodgate. Box Wine, come on and get your game on. Duty Booty, Dragon Maid, List Behavior. I'm about to Rika Glamour Trooper for Cross these Plant Nuts in Your Mouth. Level 4 Fire Warrior Gaming, Lama Yama, Cam, Sarama, Maxi, Pack, Neshi, Old Man, Red Pin Code 143, and Slaking It Up. Thank you all for your continued support of the podcast. I like the new names. Keep them coming. I like this. So, with that said, of course, thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. And until next time, have a great weekend, everybody. When the game is priced out of people's uh, hands, it makes me very sad. Uh, you could say uh, a, a, a way to describe how I feel would be a break heart. Monodium break heart, for that matter. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>